Welcome to Faith Family in the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith Family in the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we do a movie review of Operation Christmas Drop. What's going on, guys? So today on Faith Family of Force, we are going to be doing a movie review. Movie review. Much like we did with Purple Hearts. Which is Purple Heart? Purple Hearts. I can't remember. I don't remember either. <laughs> Which is still a really good movie. And I am pretty pumped about this one. I wasn't at first, but I am excited about it. So we're going to be talking about the movie Operation Christmas Drop which came out in 2020 and we watched it when it came out yes but then we midnight premiere on netflix (laughs) no but then we watched it again yesterday and still liked it yeah it's pretty good um well that's the review it's pretty good (laughs) i'm just kidding this is the type of military movies that i want to talk about though where people aren't at war and getting killed, so you don't where it's do just like people falling in love. <laughs> like Saving Private Ryan, you want to do no, Dear do John not. and Operation Christmas no, no, Drop. Dear John's pretty sad. It is pretty sad. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to do that one next. Okay, so like Annabeth said, Operation Christmas Drop is a movie um, we watched. Tell us a little bit just like the plot of the movie, and then we'll talk about the accuracy. Accuracy, okay. Uh, I will preface this, though. This was one of the movies when we watched it again this year. Mm-hmm. We were like, "Oh yeah, we should watch this movie." And I am much, like, much better into a Christmas spirit this year. So I was kind of like, "Okay, it sounds good." So we watched it, and we were pretty excited about it. Mm-hmm. All that being said, Operation Christmas Drop is about a pilot who is stationed at Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. Mm-hmm. So that's a small island in the Pacific Ocean, and. There is a congresswoman and her aide, I forgot what she's called, but legislative legislative aide. And so the legislative aide and the pilot are kind of the two main characters. The congresswoman is on the committee that gets rid of military bases and repurposes them and stuff like that. So classic, classic, the legislative aide goes to Guam to write up a report to see if they're going to defund the military base. (laughs) Um, they, the pilot shows her around, they have Christmas stuff and all this. And they really want to get rid of (laughs) the operation Christmas drop because they think it's a like misuse of funds. Correct. And so the pilot the whole time is trying to tell her not to. And she's like, but I got to do my job. And he's like, I got to be Christmas. I got to be Santa Claus. (laughs) And, um, it's cute. It is cute. And it ends exactly probably how you would imagine it ends. It's all happy. Um, I would say it is cheesy, somewhat like a a cheesy Christmas movie, but it's not cringy. Absolutely. Like the acting's not bad. There is some like accuracy to it. Right. Um, It's not A-list celebrities acting in this. No. But the main guy was in The Hunger Games. Yeah. That was pretty cool when you found that out. <laughs> um, but, and, and that's what's funny about it is the acting is like, I said this last night to Anna Beth when we were watching it, I was like, I don't feel like they're, they're not great, great actors, you know? Like, I guess I even know who a great actor would be. Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but 
you could tell that they had fun filming this movie and like the actors put some good thought and like their own personality into it. Yeah. I don't know. It made me happy. And I think it helped because the whole movie was actually filmed at Anderson Air Force Base in Guam. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's pretty sweet. So there's a little peek into the movie. Okay. So let's just, um, let me see. Let Where do you want to start? Let me read to y'all like what Operation, Operation Christmas Drop is. So um, if I can find where it starts. I, I Googled this. Okay. The event event began in 1952 when the crew on a B-29 Super Fortress plane yeah. saw a family waving at them from an island located thousands of miles away from Hawaii. Because it was the Christmas season, the crew decided to throw down supplies via parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years, the event has expanded, and more than 50 remote islands are given supplies and gifts during this time. Um, Anderson Air Force Base is one of the several bases from around the world that participates in Operation Christmas Drop, and it serves as the main base for the entire event. Um, supplies that are dropped during the event include food, toys, objects for education, um, the function depends on fundraisers and box donations for the goods. So it's been going on 70 years. Yeah. It's like the longest humanitarian mission. Yeah, sure. Um, ever in the Department of Defense's history. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's a real thing. The inaccurate thing is that nobody has ever gone to guam and been like we're gonna shut this, we're gonna base, shut this down. base down we're gonna <laughs> stop operation christmas job that has never happened <laughs> yeah so that whole i guess that's kind of what the whole premise of the story is about the base getting shut down mm -hmm. and yes that does happen like bases get reallocated they get shut down they get transformed from an active duty uh unit or whatever military is there to a reserve or a guard unit so um but a lot of times, like you have to just think of, you already have this huge installation, right? With runways and all this buildings and support mm -hmm. and the amount of money and things they put into the local economy and the houses and the family, like is a very, very difficult decision for Congress and the president to decide that like, hey, we're gonna move this base or get rid of it entirely. It's even a big decision, like when you start standing up new squadrons or moving squadrons um, and whatnot um, from point A to point B. So, and like the same thing. So, and I'm going to go on a small tangent here, like when <laughs> the Air Force gets a new plane, right? So like the new F-35s and they're building all these cool new planes. Um, they actually, it's like a really long drawn out process to figure out where exactly these planes are going to go to. And because that's good for the local economy, it brings more people, more families and it's it's good and bad like there's all sorts of pros and cons you can imagine um so like anything to do with adding or get getting rid of um, military members is a really big decision so with that being like kind of sad yeah and guam is like a very strategically placed location that is good and we work there with our partner nations and stuff um, continuing humanitarian support and providing uh, global outreach so just the kind of military mindset you have there other than that that's kind of like the most inaccurate thing yes and when about. we were watching it this time because we knew i was like 
watching it thinking about, hey, we're going to talk about this on the podcast. So I asked Oliver, are there legislative aides just like going to bases like this? And he said, not really. (laughs) Yeah, not really. Now, so you got to think though, right? Um, The congressperson, uh, so we're like Northwest Florida, right? Our congressman, um, there's three, three, four, five different bases in this district. So this is a very heavy military presence. Um, and he, even with that many bases, isn't really involved because he probably doesn't sit on whatever committees and whatnot. Um, and it, it's still, it's a rarity to see congressmen and congresswomen at military installations unless it's like for some kind of official visit and things like that. And you definitely wouldn't see just some random legislative aide running around the base being escorted. <laughs> That's very like atypical. Um, but the way that the captain was asked to escort the legislative Yeah, aid. that was my other question. If people do come on base, does the like pilot or just whoever the commander wants, I guess, is going to show them around? Yeah, so the commander or who, like if that program, for example, mm-hmm. right, is being looked at or wanted to be talked to, they normally will solicit volunteers from the unit and then they, depending on who the volunteers or who is told, um, normally someone who's well-spoken is very likable and can talk well about it. So it's kind of realistic, the conversation like, yeah, Captain Claus, we picked you, blah, 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 for mm-hmm. this because you're a great speaker. You love the program. Um, so there's some realistic in that. Okay. Uh, but there would be like public affairs and the commander would be very like involved. Right. Like it's his kind of his or her domain, right? Yeah. So. Okay, since you said Captain Claus, can we talk about call signs? You want to talk about call signs? <laughs> cool, yeah. So his call sign is Claus, C-L-A-W-S, but right. it still is basically Claus as in Santa Claus because it standed, standed? Stood. <laughs> it stood for something about can't, Christmas. Can't leave anyone without Santa. Yeah. Yeah. So call signs. <laughs> Right. So call signs specifically in the pilot world Mm -hmm. um, are earned or given um, after an event or a story or something that happens in your unit while you're flying or just like as you're working. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of them, I would say probably like 70 percent of them are like acronyms. That's what I was going to say. A lot of them I've heard are like that, like they stand for something. Right. So you can imagine this just goes right along with the military. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, some of them, uh, some good ones are like play on your name, like play mm-hmm. play on your name, right? So I know a person whose last name is Feely. So his call sign is Touchy, Touchy Feely. <laughs> That's so, funny. Um, and I don't think he listens to the podcast. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Touchy, <laughs> little shout <laughs> yeah. out to you. But um, I thought it was more a fighter pilot thing it definitely because in the movie he flies a cargo plane right which is a bigger one not a fighter he doesn't fly a fighter yeah it definitely is a uh, more of a fighter pilot thing different communities have different rules like my community has a rule like we don't do call signs mm-hmm. um, now you can join our community if you're like a fighter pilot and you came over and you'd be like hey i'm I'm Slayer. We'd be all like, okay, cool, Slayer. We're going to call you Jim, like your first name or your last name or whatever. Um, and it's just, this is different for each community. Yeah. So it's kind of a fun, like tradition, fun little thing. Um, and you, you normally don't get to change your call sign. It's kind of sticks with you. Gotcha. Okay. And so some other things that 
I noticed. Well, one, his living situation, but they did clarify that yeah. in the movie because when I saw it too, I was like, that's not really accurate for a single captain <laughs> to right. be like living in a small space on base. But they talked about it in the movie that he like gave up his house to a family from another base that came. I don't know. Right. And then he had boxes in there because he like stored donations for this Christmas drop all year round. Yeah. Which probably isn't how they store no. <laughs> donations for this. But um, So, yeah, just like on housing, right, base housings, there's officer housing and then there's enlisted housing. Um, and those two kind of blend together and they're doing a better job of their, mm-hmm. their houses. And house, usually but. you have the option to live off base. I don't really know. I'm yeah, assuming that's speak. true in Guam too, but yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, so that's housing. Yeah. Okay. The other thing was, well, <laughs> I think the big thing that we you noticed, and that I was like, this isn't a big deal. Um, when they were talking about the weather. Oh my gosh! <laughs> of so, course, like guys, they're trying to do Operation Christmas Drop. It's just like and there's a there's storm. a typhoon or something. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm like, they've been doing this for 50 years. Surely they've had to do it on a different day. Like, they've for sure been canceled for weather before and done it a different day. But the Christmas spirit. And I'm like, I don't think they actually ever, like, probably rarely do it on Christmas Day. They just do it around Christmas at some point. Yeah, that's probably accurate. So, like, this is not a big deal. (laughs) But it was Hollywood, and it (laughs) is a big deal. Um, weather is a serious thing as a pilot, especially if doing airdrop and things like that, like they're doing. Um, you have certain requirements, like how high the clouds can be, like but things you like got, that. But you got mad because of who was briefing yeah. the weather. <laughs> so I got mad because like the, the dramatic scene in the movie before, and they're like, we got to talk, the weather is a typhoon coming and then like they all go to this like intense conference room that would be only for like a general and his or her staff and the general is briefing them on weather and it's like <laughs> no that wouldn't happen and there's like maintainers there and like all these people and you're like what is going on <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense they would the pilots would just pick up a phone and call the weather guys and be like what's the weather and they'd be like they're a typhoon and be like all right i guess we'll try again tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> that's probably oversimplifying it but basically yeah okay my other question is her their argument was like it's useless for them to be doing this and you're just using money and he was like we got everything donated and she was like but what about like time and plane resources and like paying for gas and stuff like that um and he says it's like a great training exercise yeah would that be true yeah absolutely um it's the same it's kind of the same concept of in the military you have what you call space a So if you have a C-17 or a big jet going from California to Japan, for example, Mm -hmm. um, and they have space available, hence the word space A, and they're going anyways, and you're not going to affect the fuel load or anything like that, a lot of times they'll just be like, yeah, hop on the plane. If you want to sit here for X number of hours, sure, Mm -hmm. and we'll ferry you along. It's kind of part of it. Um, So just like on that premise alone, like, yes, it's very normal. Yeah. Uh, now, because they're doing airdrop stuff, that's a little bit different. Uh, that's like a very technical aspect of flying cargo and opening up the door and sliding things out. 
Um, so them justifying it being like, yeah, we we need to do this training. It's really important. It, it is, it's not like a huge like leap, but, um, it's just another way for them to like train at a different level. Yeah. Cause you can do that training and not drop anything out. Right. Um, or just drop one or two things out. Right. But if they're like, well, we got all this other stuff, like let's, what's it like to drop five things out of the plane? Like, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time or whatever, um, in case they actually had to do that for whatever reason. So yeah, it's, it's believable and doable. Okay. My other one. Oh no. I had a question was the main guy. Well, you said he does look like a pilot. Yeah. Uh, they did a good job with his hair and stuff, but, <laughs> <laughs> and of course he had like the sunglasses. Um, but my other question is he like really knew all the local people and was like talking to the mayor about getting generators and like, I don't know, everyone knew him. Like, if you are living somewhere like Guam or, you know, wherever, like, are you going to be that involved or does it just depend on the person? I I think it depends on the person. And I also think it's it's a movie, right? So, like, it's a little bit (laughs) dramatized there. Um, I would be worried, like, and kind of curious to know what his other duties are. Because, right, as a pilot, you're not – you're a pilot. Um, but you, excuse me, often spend a lot of time doing other things. Like there's a lot of paperwork involved and managing different programs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. (laughs) The only, one of my biggest pet peeves too, like with him is he was wearing his flight suit constantly, which is totally normal. Pilots all love wearing their (laughs) flight suits. They're little green bags. They're like pajamas. They're awesome. Um, but he's in Guam. Even though it's December, it's still hot there. And yes, he didn't I actually sweat looked up because they were talking enough. about in the movie. They were talking about how hot it was all the time, and I did look up the weather. And around this time is you know the time that the movie takes place, and it, it like the high is like eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, that's still hot enough to be like sweating because your sure. little your flight suits are like little greenhouses. Yeah, like you just sweat all the time. And there was only one scene where he was like running when he was like sweating um but one like small detail i noticed too when he had it like unzipped and it was like around his waist they did that accurately so that was really good like mm-hmm. how they showed that i was like oh that's cool and that's the how patches do it. yeah and the patches were all correct and reflective like very like i was paying attention to a lot of those stupid small details because yeah. that's just what I, I noticed and it's important to me like the patches of all the people flying had like the correct wings on them um, for the most part, like what I saw, the OSS commander, who's the general's wife and stuff, that's the op- operations support squadron commander. Uh, she was like a, a navigator or a wizzo or SZO or something. And she had like the right patch on, mm-hmm. but then, she didn't fly. The, she shouldn't be flying the plane, but I think they may have probably thought she was flying. I don't know. It didn't make sense, but it's whatever. <laughs> they did the, They did a really good job for what they had. And they had the operation Christmas drop patches on the... Yeah day that they were dropping absolutely and so that was pretty cool so for small details i you could definitely tell that they collaborated really well with the air force which it probably was helpful that they were at the base filming it so it's probably a lot easier to get things like more accurate you know yeah absolutely and so it was it's kind of funny i don't know those are like the small things i picked up and i would notice yeah okay so then in one of the scenes they have some Navy 
helicopter pilots take right. them on a helicopter yeah, they got a helicopter ride out to like an island. Would or they something. do that? Would they just be like, "Hey, can you give us a helicopter ride?" And they'd be like, "Yeah, sure." So, yes and no. <laughs> um, there's like all sorts of memorandums and stuff that like allow for people to. I don't know the Navy's process on right on like getting people on their helicopters and stuff like that, but if that navy if those helicopters if that unit was like at that base which they are um and that air force that wing was there like i'm sure there's some paperwork somewhere that allows them to ride with each other Mm -hmm. like with very low like coordination so it wouldn't surprise me like that's definitely doable and uh, but in the movie, they made it seem like, yeah, we're just going to hop on this helicopter <laughs> yeah. here with our bu- Navy buddies, you know, you know go yeah. Navy, beat Army. <laughs> yeah, she did say that to them. That was funny. Which is pretty good because, <clears throat> you know, people love that. Yeah. Army and Navy people love that. Um, and then the day that they're doing the drop, one, I <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> It has to be a lot of planes, and it's a lot of different places, as we read at the beginning. So I don't know, but I'm like, it, was, it seems like they were gone for like an hour, and I feel like it would have taken longer than that. Um, For the way they did their, like, going to the islands and all the stuff, they, they didn't show, right? So Chris, Operation Christmas Drop is done with, like, Japan and Australia and different partner nations. <clears throat> and so to get the amount of planning that would go into take place Mm -hmm. um kind of like in that conference room they showed there would be like people there talking like hey like we're gonna go here at this time like everything would be very well planned out and thought of uh so yeah they definitely undersold that process but that's also like not really sexy and it's boring because it's just like papers and talking about times and locations for sure um and yeah i mean c-130s which is the plane that they were flying um, that particular model holds like a lot of fuel and stuff and they also had the ability to refuel in the air off another tanker so like theoretically it could have been like a eight hour nine hour flight for yeah. them just going and dropping stuff off and then the aide who's the main girl and her crunk Congresswoman, Congresswoman yeah. both ended up riding in the planes. Yeah. Would they be like, because it was very like a last minute, like, oh, this Congresswoman showed up. She's going to ride on this plane. Would they have done, would they be like, yeah, that's fine. And, uh, there would have been a lot of paperwork uh, on the front end to get that done. Um, now, some, I don't know, it's different. Like I said, it's different for every unit. I know right. what it takes for my unit to fly um, non you know, military members on the plane and stuff like that. And I'm a hundred percent positive. There's still like a lot of paperwork. Right. Um, now obviously if they were expecting her and stuff, like that's one thing they would have already done it. Um, sometimes generals and their congressmen and women that are with them, not like little entourage and all these white house people can get, you know, like the paperwork gets really expedited really fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's not surprising. Like, but them just jumping on the plane and going yeah. like they, would they have had room for people yeah absolutely okay yeah okay what did you think overall overall i what would you five stars five one stars, star <laughs> on a scale of five stars oof um probably like 3.7 
almost four. Like it is a good movie and you could tell that they put a lot of consideration and time and sought the correct like entities. Like, cause the air force has like a movie production, like thing right. that you go right. to and they'll help you make sure you do it correctly and that you're not looking crazy while you're doing it or um, not representing them correctly. Um, so you could tell they did all that stuff, which was really nice. Um, the acting, everything is a little cheesy, but it's not quite cheesy as like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah, but it's what you expect it's of like expect. A, a Christmas movie where people are going to fall in love. Yeah. Oh, oh spoiler alert. What they about, fall in love. Uh, no. um, the end, how she gets his family all the way to Guam. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she said she called in some favors. She's a kind of a politician, so it's, I don't know. Politicians are a little crooked sometimes, so <laughs> probably true. All right, all right. But a, like getting a handful of people on a plane to Guam, like right before Christmas, has to be really difficult. Yeah, that's and expensive. So I don't know. Well, it, she says that it didn't cost her anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good movie, though. Yeah, I liked it. Definitely, I would give it a three for sure. Definitely recommend watching it. Um, you're not going to regret you watched it. It's not one of those movies you're like, man, I wish I had that hour and a half, two hours back. Right. I appreciated it because, obviously, like we said, there nobody was ever trying to stop this Christmas drop or <laughs> shut down the base or anything. But I appreciate that they, like, showed this really cool thing that the military has been doing for years and years and years yeah. that's like super helpful to probably thousands of people yeah it's definitely one of those like pr things that is really good to see because so many people just see like i myself have flown humanitarian missions and that is so rewarding yeah very very rewarding um so getting to see that like that's that's the stuff that is we do and we want people to see like it's not just what you see on the tv news but like there's more to it so i really i liked it i did too yeah all right hope y'all also um go watch it if you haven't you already know what happens now there you go you can find (laughs) operation christmas drop on netflix Netflix.